Welcome to Fiercely Forward, the no bullshit podcast to finding your brave, bold, true self. We are your hosts, Jennifer Yassin and Alyssa Zangetti, and we are all about owning your personal story and fiercely using it as fuel to move forward towards living the life you have always dreamed about. We talk all things from relationships, career, personal growth, mindset, and beyond to help you navigate this wild ride we call life. Real conversations, real stories, and real people where no topic is off limits. This won't be your parents' dinner conversations. So come join us as we go fiercely forward. Hello, hello. I'm really excited about this particular episode with our dear friend, Jillian Murphy. Hi, Jillian. What's up? I'm so excited to be here. I'm like so obsessed with both of you. So I'm like doubly excited to be here today. Well, well, the feeling is mutual. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> feeling is mutual. And so for those of you that don't know, Jillian is an industry sales leader, as well as a business network and marketing mentor with nearly 20 years of experience in sales and growing multiple businesses of her own. She made it a mission to help real entrepreneurs who want to grow and master sales with an amazing community of like-minded entrepreneurs, all supporting them. And she's actually been able to grow her own online business from zero to a quarter million dollars in just 15 months. Not only does she teach real entrepreneurs the art of sales, but helps to refine and master the skills they need to get through her signature framework to grow their own business to a six figures as well. Jillian, I adore you, most importantly, for the fact that you are who you say you are. Yes, Please. amen to that. <laughs> yes. Amen. You either love me or they hate me. There's really no in between. That's okay. That's how it should be. Make your hater your haters be your motivators. We love that. So tell our audience a little bit about how you became known as the sales queen. Interestingly enough, now I've actually like really taken it on. But at first, people were actually coining me as that. I didn't give myself that name. Like, don't don't think that I coined myself as it, but people just really started calling me the sales queen. They were like, oh, she's the sales queen. She's the sales queen. And again, at first I was like, I didn't give myself that name, but then I was like, I'm actually going to kind of own it. Yeah. Now I kind of own it and I kind of like it and I'll run with it. If enough people are quoting you this, they've seen something in you that you didn't see in yourself. Thanks. (laughs) You know know what's funny is because there's so many like fakenesses online and so many people would like slide into my DMs and they'd be like, hey, queen, or like, hey, queen, or like, great day, queen. And I was like, I don't want people to associate me as the sales queen, as like that person who's like sliding into people's DMs and being like, great day, queen. So that's why like it really rubbed me the wrong way in the beginning. But then I was like, I'm going to, I'm okay with it. I'm going to, I'm going to run with it. Okay. And that is something, yes, we can ask you about for a little long in the chat, but that is one thing that drives me crazy with those openers. Like, what is that? Do you really think you get people? Does that really connect with people? Like, don't call me queen. Don't even know anything about me. Right. So, so frustrating. But uh, we could talk about that a little later because we do have some questions for you around that. But uh, <laughs> but why is sales the oxygen of your business and really to any business? Because I learned this in corporate. I was in distribution sales. Nothing happens in a business until a sale is made. So I was in distribution. So it was like, you know, nothing gets made. An invoice doesn't get done. A bill doesn't get paid. The drivers don't have jobs to do. Like nothing gets done until the sale is made. In in the online space, Sales is everything. You can learn all the other things, but sales is what keeps businesses alive. That is the revenue of your business. And without sales, 
you don't have a business, you have a hobby. And a lot of people really don't want to focus on the sales, but sales is the money of your business. And I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast or you're an online coach or you're an entrepreneur, you need to make money in your business. And if you need to make money in your business, you have to know how to generate sales. You have to know how to generate revenue in your business. Amen to that. And I love that you said that you don't have a business, you have a hobby if you're not generating sales. And I think Kevin O'Leary said that. And it really is important because you know it takes time, obviously, to build up your business. So it's not a hobby. But and we'll get into this too. A lot of women ha- feel uncomfortable, myself included, with sales. So, but we'll get to that topic in a second. So, what fires you up about the way coaches sell? You kind of were touching upon it, and also how they are coaching their clients to sell. How do you see these as red flags for the future of the industry as a whole? Yes, this is like such such a good question. I think it can go so many different ways. The first thing is that. People are really looking to sell today. So like, how can I make money today? And that's really not what sales is. Sales is the long game. And I say this all the time to my clients. I say it when I'm on podcasts. I did a speaking thing earlier today. I'm not looking to sell today. I'm not looking to bring money into my business today. I'm looking to see what my business is going to look like in a year from now, five years from now, and 10 years from now. So I'm not looking to sell today. And I think so often in this space, there's this mindset of, I need to sell today. And I also get it. I realize people need to make money, but you cannot go into it of like, how can I sell today? And I will tell you, if if a client comes to me and they have that mindset of, I have to sell today, I actually have a very hard time working with them because that's not from a space that I operate. And it's very hard for me to coach them that way because I don't sell that way and I don't operate that way. So that's that's a totally different model than what I work on. And it's a, it's a different way that I work. Again, most people are selling in a way that just, it doesn't feel good for the way that I do sales and the way that I, that I teach sales. And most people are selling in a way that just is unauthentic. And again, it's more like a cash and grab model. Like what can I grab today versus what is my business going to look like down the road from now? And again, I know that I, we all need to make money. I get it, right? Like I need to make money in my business too. Just like you guys need to make money in your business. And everyone needs to make money, but it's not from a place of like, what can I sell today? I've always looked at the people in my world as humans and heartbeats versus like dollar signs in people inside of my programs. And that's why I've, I have the business that I have. That's why I've been able to create the revenue that I have. And that's why my business continues to grow every single day. I love that because actually that's exactly how I market. We're marketing to people not for immediate gratification, for the longevity of your business and the longevity of your success. And I love that. And I think so many people have dived into the online space and they have no idea about how to actually build a business. And they have Mm -hmm. no idea what it takes to actually create community and strengthen those relationships, Mm -hmm. which... People will buy from you if they like, know, and trust you, right? That like, know, and trust factor we talk about all the time. So I think it's so incredibly important that you just said that, that it's the long game. Mm -hmm. Preach. Preach. Yeah. And again, like, I also believe this too. Anyone can come online and like market themselves really good and have like a six figure year or, you know, a half a million dollar year or a million dollar year. That doesn't make them a great business owner. That just really makes them a good marketer. A hundred percent. Right. Like, like, like one, like 100%. And also, like, that's not always duplicatable either. So, what mm-hmm. I teach inside of like my business and what I teach inside of like what I work with my clients on is like, I'm teaching you like business fundamentals. Like, when I teach people like lead generation, 
it's the same thing that I taught in corporate. It's prospecting, right? So it's like the same things that I did to be successful offline, just like you did, Jen, like you had a business offline. It's the same things that I do online. So it's like, that also frustrates me too, because we have a lot of people out here that are t- telling you how to build businesses and they never even step foot in a business in their real life. A hundred. And I'm so glad you said that too, just touching on that. You can like market yourself and position yourself as some thought leader and expert, but really you have no expertise and that's marketing is all a ruse at the end of the day. And so what I'm trying to be that voice about building authenticity, because it's true. And so often people are building these businesses. If you look at startups and they're pouring in investment dollars and they're getting them right off the ground. But if they're not actually building the framework, the fundamentals, like you were just speaking about, they're not going to be here in five to 10 years. No. So I ask, it's like, what's the actual point of building what you're building if you're not looking to sustain your success mm-hmm. in the long term? Yeah. So, so true. So... Go ahead, Alyssa. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so I wanted to welcome ask to the you, conversation, Alyssa. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> sorry. No, no, you guys. Jen's the marketing and branding expert. That is her her world. But for me, I wanted to ask you about the sales process in the sense that I've been in sales before in multiple jobs, and now as an entrepreneur, I'm definitely in sales, whether I want to believe that or not. And I think a lot of women in particular struggle with this, but I don't want to come off salesy, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't want to sell somebody. Somebody wants to be sold anything. Mm -hmm. So why do you think women struggle with this more, I think, than men? And what are some recommendations for them to overcome this belief and that mindset? Yeah. So I will always say that sales is like 80% mindset and 20% skill. So most of the time, women... And, and I see it some in men, like I definitely work with, I have, I have, I have a good percentage of men that I work with, but I would say women most likely don't want to be salesy because they've been sold to in a way that didn't feel good to them. Like they went into a car dealership or they went into Nordstrom and bought shoes and they just were sold to in a way that didn't feel good to them. So I want people to really flip it and say that like, you're not a salesperson. You're really just a master educator. You're just educating people on what it is that you do. And if they're over here in pain land and you have a solution, you're really just educating people on what it is that you have. You know, if you guys start to follow me on social media after listening to this podcast, you will see that I unapologetically sell every single day. Every single day on my social media stories, like I am, there's no shame in my game. I'm selling every single day, but never in a way that feels sleazy, slimy, or gross because I'm just educating people on what it is that I have. Because I know that there's a lot of people that follow me that don't want to feel salesy, that don't want to feel slimy, that need help with their messaging, that need help with, you know, whatever it is. So I'm just always in a place of like, I have this and I can help you. And if you're following me and you need this, like I have a solution. But one of the things that I feel that women really struggle with is that self-belief. So I want you to really take some time and ask yourself, do you believe in your services? Are you sold on what it is that you have? And if you're sold on it, then you are not going to be afraid to talk about it. So like for me, for an example, I will literally talk about my offers every single day on a podcast, on top of a building, literally anywhere because I'm sold on it to my core. And when you're sold on it and you have such a belief in it, then you never feel slimy, sleazy, salesy, gross, anything, because you're just like, I know my stuff is amazing. I know that I can change the world. I know that I'm going to make a transformation. And this is also the kicker. If somebody says no to me, it doesn't change how I feel about it. I'm not shaken by it. If somebody doesn't buy from me, it doesn't change like my worth and my value in it because I have such a self-belief in it. 
So sales is really about making sure that you have the belief in what it is that you're selling. I've worked for a lot of like network marketing companies and I would look back and I'd be like, I didn't really do that well. And it's because I didn't have belief in the products or I wasn't super excited about it. Or I just joined because like my friend was like, Hey, let's sell these leggings or these candles or whatever it was. But then where there were things that I was like obsessed with, then I didn't feel salesy. I didn't feel that was more excited to talk about it. So sales is really about you being sold first. You have to be your first sale. I love that. And that's actually really sound advice because I find, especially also within my coaching and something I personally struggle with is belief in myself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my clients struggle to believe in themselves. So what are some ways that you help your clients actually believe in themselves? So I'm assuming that they also struggle with this. Yeah. So the first thing we really do is we work on the mindset and we really get to the core of like, do you believe on these things? I mean, I, I did a speaking engagement today and we worked through some journal prompts. It was like, do you believe in your services? Do you believe in the value that you deliver? Do you believe that you're worth this investment? Do you believe that regardless if somebody says yes or no, your worth is not attached to it? Like, let's work, really work through those things. And it's not just like, let's journal through them, but let's talk about them. Tell me what it is. And another thing that I think is really important, and I know like you know this from a branding standpoint, but like, what is your why for why you're doing it? Because then that's also not going to shake you. Like you guys, even though I'm very good at sales and I have an extremely good close rate, people tell me no all the time. And it doesn't shake me because one, I know my why. I know why I'm doing this. And I have such a belief in what it is that I do. And I know the transformation that I deliver to my clients. And I know the value that I provide. So when you have that belief, you're so detached from the outcome. So you have to be so sold on it first. And sometimes that's like doing some journaling exercises. It's you know maybe talking to yourself in the mirror. Anytime, I, this is another thing. So I sometimes anchor in to like other people. So like if I'm going on to like a speaking engagement or I'm doing a masterclass, great example, super great example. Today I did a speaking engagement and anytime I go in to speak, I always tap into somebody else. So like Elena Cardone is like my person. Like I tap into Elena Cardone. So I went on to do the speaking engagement today and the Zoom link wasn't working. And I was like stressing out and I was like messaging the girl and it wasn't working. Well, like Jillian Murphy would have been like freaking out. She would have been like, oh my God, these people are going to judge me. They're going to think I'm an idiot. Then I'm going to get on the call and they're going to be like, what does this girl know about sales? She came and figure out a Zoom link. And then I was like, no, Elena Cardone has her shit together. She shows up. She's confident, right? So again, it's all about that mindset and that confidence in life, which then translates into sales. Such a good example. I anchor in a lot on JLo when I think about business for a whole. Yes. Like, yes. I want to be JLo when I grow up. <laughs> I want to be JLo when I grow up. And I want to sign with Ben Affleck when I grow up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Jennifer, so who's yours? Oh my God. Oh, so I have a lot. So I have, <laughs> I have a girl like Heather from Selling Sunset. I love the Bella Twins. Like I just love like that they have so many businesses. I do love Elena Cardone. There's so, there's so many. That's so funny. Do you guys know, do you guys know Lauren Salon? Who's like an online coach? Yeah. So, so funny. I did, I did this speech the other day and I was like asking people like who their inner confidence was. And people were like, Beyonce, JLo, Elena Cardone. And then someone put like Lauren Salon in the chat. And I like took a picture. I'm like, you're actually now famous because people are putting your name in the chat. This is so funny. Yeah. That's amazing. Babe. I know. Yeah. I was like, that was like literally so funny. People were like, this girl was like Lauren Salon. And I like took a picture. I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> Talk about a confidence boost and some validation, right? Yeah. That is incredible. I was just going to go to the community topic. I am big on building community and about networking. 
and not even just for your business, but from a personal standpoint. And I'm imagining that you agree with this, that it's really important for your business and for sales. But why do you think it is so important to have community around you and to build community? And what is one tip that you can give to everyone to start building their communities if they're not already? Yeah. So community is so important for so many reasons. Number one, it's important because entrepreneurship is lonely. And many of us will find that a lot of people in our world don't understand what we're doing. And you might lose friendships. You might lose relationships. Um, you might feel, you know, deserted. Like I was just telling my sister yesterday, like it's lonely working at home all day. Like it's, you know, it's in some of my best friends are on zoom calls. So I think it's really important to have community just for your own mental health and your own sense of like friendships in community from like a personal standpoint, I think it's really important. So that's like bucket number one, just for your own sanity. I think it's important to have community people that really get you right. My my real life best friends have no idea what I do. They're like, when are you going to get like a real job? My parents have no idea what I do, right? So I think it's important to have community just for your own sense. You also need to have community so that you always have people to go back to for sales, for market research, for helping promote you, for retention, for referrals, all of those things. But this is something that I see in the online space. People don't want to do the work of building their own communities. It's so important to build your community because what happens when you build your community, you attract your people. So a lot of times people will like come into my community and then they'll wonder like, I'm not really getting sales out of your community. No, because one, well, like they're my people. And I don't mean that like they're like my people, but like they're attracted to like me, like my energy, right? Like maybe it's my polarization or it's like my events or something like that. You have to find your people like your communities. And I think that that's really, really, really important. Even I've been in some communities and I'm like, I need to leave this community because they're not my people, but they're like his people or her people or its people or whatever it is. Like, it's so important that you find your people because once you find your people, they're your ride or dies. Like they're your fan clubs. So I think it's so important that people find like their own communities in really gravitate to that. I think that's really important. And I think it's so important. This is a lesson that I learned building my online community is that I was trying to also please everybody recovering Mm -hmm. people pleaser here. So for me, I wanted, and I wanted to include everybody. That's like another trigger for me. I don't like people feeling left out. I was trying to invite everybody in and, but then it wasn't translating and it was very disjointed in the community. And there was just I was having trouble creating that camaraderie because there wasn't that common thread necessarily. Mm -hmm. And so I had to kind of look at that and take a step back and say, okay, I can't please everybody here. Mm -hmm. I have to, you know, really figure out what is my niche? What is that that I am passionate about? Like you said earlier, figure Mm -hmm. out what you are passionate about. And that is what you build community around because then that is what is going to attract people to you. It is. It's so true. So I do a, a Sunday morning coffee chat and I think both of you guys have been on it. But it's so interesting because I will sit back and I will look at that community and even the people that come to it that are new, they're just like me and they're just like us. Like they're, they're messy. You know, they show up in their pajamas, they drop F-bombs, like, like attracts like, and then I'll go to other coffee chats. Like I actually went to a coffee chat last Thursday afternoon. It was at four o'clock and I was super out of place. They were in like suits and everybody was like a little more fancy. And I showed up in like my powerhouse baseball hat. And I was like, I literally look like homeless on this call. And it's like, I quickly knew that like, this is not my community. 
So it's like, it's so important to find your community and find your people because I quickly knew that was like, I was like, those are her people. And it was funny because she's actually one of my one-on-one clients. And I went to her coffee chat and I was like, these are her people. Like, this is her people. I'm glad I went. These are not my people. Just like if she was to come to my coffee chat, she'd be super uncomfortable. So it's, again, it's super important to find your people. And that's why even like your content online will attract in your people. A hundred percent. And remember that when you're in those communities that are your people, that's where your ideal clients exist, Mm -hmm. right? So it's really important. So for you, why do you feel having a clear and straightforward path is so important to your business? Well, I think one, if you know where you're going, it's easy to execute. So I think so often when people are not, if they don't know where they're going, they don't have a roadmap and they don't know where the goal is, then they're confused. So again, if your path is clear, you know how to get there, you know how to execute it. I see people so often that they don't even know where they're going. So then they don't know how to, they never know how to execute it. Right. I had, I had a call today with somebody and we were, you know, talking about her goals for the next three months and she doesn't have a goal. Well, it's hard to execute a goal if you don't even know where you're going. I see the same thing a lot of times, like in network marketing, people are like, oh, I want to get to the top. But what does that look like? Well, I don't know. Well, how are you going to get to the top if you actually don't know what that even looks like? So I think, again, a clear path is super, super, super important. I hope that answered the question. It did. (laughs) (laughs) So one part of our podcast that is super special to us is that we like to help bring light to charities and causes that are important to our guests because we are equally as important as passionate about helping causes and charities. So even if it's not one particular charity, like what is a cause that is that is uh, close to your heart? Oh, Make-A-Wish Foundation. Why Make-A-Wish? Oh, because I was a Make-A-Wish kid. I was a cancer kid and Make-A-Wish sent me to Disney. So I'm super passionate about it. Oh, oh I, I never knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. Well, take a turn here. We like to end on a high energy note and we're going to dive <laughs> into our, what we call our fierce fire round. So we're just going to come at you with a few rapid fire questions and just give us the first answer that comes to mind. Perfect. All right. You have to sing karaoke. What's your go-to song? Sweet Caroline. Woo, Boston girl here. That's, <laughs> love that. <laughs> what was the worst job you ever had? I worked at Subway. Ooh. <laughs> what is one affirmation you say to yourself often? I'm worthy. There you go. Love that. What is your favorite way to unwind from the day? Um, actually laying in my bed, scrolling. I do a lot. I do it every night. I do too. Like <laughs> mindless scrolling. Yeah. <laughs> Always. Uh, like an hour later. I know. Always going down that rabbit hole. But hey, see, authentic and honest. Yeah. I mean, I would love to say like journaling or yoga or something really <laughs> cool, but it's not true. Love it. Okay. And finally, how are you going to move fiercely forward this year? Oh, I'm just going to be unapologetically me and who I am. And with that, I know it'll move me forward. Oh, mic drop. There's a way to end. (laughs) Yeah, that's a way to end an episode. Well, Jillian, thank you so much for being here. It's always a pleasure just being in the same room with you and just hearing all of your knowledge. And you dropped a lot of gems today. So thank you. hopefully people will go back and listen again and take some notes. But where can people find you? What do you have uh, upcoming to, you know, that you want to promote or talk about? 
Yeah, definitely. So the best way to find me is honestly, is just at the Jillian Murphy. I'm always dropping cool things. I'm always dropping free workshops, free masterclasses, cool new offers. So honestly, the best place is just to follow me at the Jillian Murphy. There's always cool opt-ins and freebies in my bio. But honestly, I just like to get to know people. Come over, say hello, drop me a DM. Tell me you found me on this podcast and let's become internet besties. Internet besties. Yep. And she means it. You are so great the way you can communicate with your community. Definitely give her a follow. Thank you. Well, thank you, Jillian. It was so great to chat with you. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thanks for listening in. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did bringing it to you and hope it helps you go fiercely forward in your own journey. If you like this episode, please do share it with others. We believe in the power of sharing stories to inspire and guide people throughout their lives. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. 